Welcome back to The Story Forest, a podcast of original tales for curious and adventurous children. When the Dashaway detectives arrive in a new village, they discover that shiny things have been going missing, and it's up to them to find out why, especially when something precious of Dad's disappears too. Written by Anna Roberts and read by her favourite storyteller in the world, her mother, Pam McNaughton. The Magpie Mystery On their last day in Gorsbury, Dad had been determined to paint perfectly, the dusk light rippling across the rooftops. He did it, but it meant that by the time they had then packed up the caravan ready to go, even the summer light was fading, and by the time they arrived at Belpet, their next village, and site, it was dark. The good thing was nobody minded. Dad and Dig put up the awning as usual, placing the poles out on the ground by torchlight, then hissing commands to each other as they threaded the edge of the canvas along the groove on the side of the caravan. Then they were all cold, and Dad made his terrible hot chocolate with a skin on it, and they all drank it anyway, revelling in the adventure rather than the taste. And then it was sleeping bags, bunks, and listening to the night creatures rustle outside and the occasional fellow camper tramping across the field to the toilet until it all dissolved into dreams and sleep. When they woke up, they found themselves in a business-like caravan site with neat pitches, which they had completely missed in the dark. After breakfast, Dad was sure they would be able to move the caravan without taking down the awning, which proved much more difficult than anyone thought, and in the end involved various other people from the campsite. When it was finished, a rather hot and bothered Dad made tea for everyone, and Dora found some nice biscuits hidden away in a cupboard, and they shared those too. The visitors soon began to overwhelm them with information on Belpit. We're actually detectives, Diggory said in the first gap in the conversation. So really we're looking for mysteries. Does anyone know of any? Then the grown-ups all looked polite and amused in that annoying way. And soon after, Diggory muttered to the others that it was time to get out of there. Dad saw too and gave them a wink, which meant they were free to go. So began the exploration of Belpet Village. It was larger than the others had been, and rather less pretty. There were a few shops in the centre, a hairdresser, a fish and chip shop and a DIY shop, which Douglas peered into longingly. Other than this, it wasn't an inspiring place. The buildings were all different from each other, and Dora thought they looked as though they'd been cut out of different magazines and stuck together on an old piece of paper. It was difficult to see why Dad would want to paint anything here. Dora took out some of their Dashaway detectives' flyers and they poked one into the notice board and gave one to a busy-looking girl in the village shop. They gave one to someone who was going into the pub and then, feeling a little uninspired, went back to the caravan. "'Why on earth are we here, Dad?' Douglas said as he stepped up into the caravan, the others trailing behind him. But Dad was looking frantic. Have you seen it? He was scratching his head with one hand and kept checking his pockets with the other. Have you seen my paint box? 
You didn't take it with you, did you, Dora? The Dashway children shook their heads, awed into silence. Their father's paint box, which was made of lovely wood, inlaid with a swirling plant pattern in golden metal, was a thing of family legend. Mum had given it to Dad once upon a time, when they had all lived together. And though it was what the paints were kept in, it was the only thing that Dad always wiped clean, including his face. Have you looked everywhere? Douglas said in an even voice. Dad nodded, but they all looked again. And then again, it really wasn't there. I know I didn't leave it behind, Dad said. I saw it last night when we were bundling everything outside. Don't worry, Dad, Diggory said firmly. We're going to get it back for you. We're detectives. It's what we do. First, the dashways went round the caravans in case someone had picked it up. No one had. And so when the dashways walked back into the village, they walked with purpose. If someone's stolen our dad's paint box, I'll... Diggory was saying when someone finished his sentence. Call the police on them. There was a big, mean-looking boy looking at them with a mocking smile. He was surrounded by other kids too. The dashways halted and stood stiffly. You must be the famous detectives, the boy sneered, and all the other kids laughed. What losers! Have you seen a wooden paint box anywhere about this big? Diggory managed to speak, trying to sound adult and serious. If you haven't, please leave us alone to investigate. Please leave us alone to investigate, the boy repeated in a silly, high-pitched voice. Come on, Diggory said, through gritted teeth, and started walking away. The others followed, impressed by Diggory's self-control, but laughs, taunts and jeers followed them as they went into the village. Real detectives always have to deal with this sort of thing. Diggory tried for an off-hand voice, but his face was bright red. They went into the shop, and Diggory was about to ask the shopkeeper about the paint box when Douglas nudged him hard in the ribs and looked left, pointedly. Diggory glanced over and tuned his ears into the conversation. Looked everywhere. Alice will be most upset. It's an heirloom, you see. Not worth much, I don't think, but tremendous sentimental. Hello, what's all this? The man, who was in the stage of life where wiry grey hair stuck out of his chin and the sides of his head, wore smart tweed country clothing and stood up very straight. Diggory had marched straight up to him in his muddy shorts and T-shirt, which had three holes in it. In her mind, Dora started sketching them and turned them into animals, an old tawny owl, she thought, looking down its beak at a scruffy-looking sparrow. Excuse me. Diggory said, putting his hands behind his back formally. We couldn't help but hear you mention that something of yours has gone missing. We're looking for our father's paint box, which has also gone missing. Dad is Oliver Dashway, the artist. The Dashway kids usually kept that quiet, as Dad was quite well known, but occasionally it was useful. Well, I never, the man said, and Diggory ploughed on. We're detectives, Douglas, Rosemary Dora and me, Diggory, and we're going to find Dad's paint box and we can look for your, er, uh, thing too, if you like. 
The man's eyes ran over Diggory, then Douglas, whose hands were covered in grease from his bike gear, and Dora, who was sucking a piece of grass. She straightened her back as he looked. His brows furrowed, so they were all pleasantly surprised when he replied, It can't do any harm. It can't do any harm, I suppose. It's a butter dish, silver colour, very ornate, sits on the windowsill of our kitchen, but had disappeared a couple of days ago. Here's my card, in case you find it. He produced a smart-looking business card. We'll be in touch, Diggory said. But from behind him came another voice. Excuse me. It was the shopkeeper, a broad woman with large curly hair and a floral apron. But I've lost something too. My hockey cup. Had it since I was in school. Dora tried to imagine the woman running up the hockey pitch, but couldn't. And Emma Rottinger was in here yesterday, saying her spoon collection had disappeared. And Irene Leighton lost her glasses case. Maybe she just lost it, but it's right pretty and very shiny. Shiny, Diggory said, furrowing his brow. I see. Thank you, everyone, for your help. The magpie mystery is begun. Dora thought he sounded very grand. They spoke more to the people in the shop, but didn't find much more of interest, but carefully wrote down names, addresses and details of the items that were lost. They were sorry to go back to the caravan without the paint box or good news, but it had to be done. They had a quiet tea with Dad, who had been sketching all day and who looked a bit lost without the paint box. Then Diggory read comics, Douglas tinkered more with his bike and Dora drew a picture of an owl and a sparrow until it was time for bed. They slept long and deep and Dora dreamed of a giant magpie pecking around the outside of the caravan. Dad was still mournful at breakfast and Diggory was trying to encourage him. You could do some more sketching. You always sketch before you paint, right? Why do we come here anyway? Doug asked through a mouthful of cornflakes. It's not a very pretty village, Dad. Oh, it's not the village, Dad said. It's the woods. There's supposed to be a beautiful waterfall and stream and flowers. Go and look for that then, Diggory said triumphantly. And then we can have a picnic lunch there too. Perfect, Dora said. And without Dad really realising, it was decided. He went off into the woods about an hour later with a flask of tea and his sketching pencils. The Dashway kids set off into the village. The morning was fruitless. They talked to everyone they could. But instead of getting any closer, the more people they spoke to, the more things they found out were missing. A fancy teapot, a gold-covered book, another ornate box. Whoever has taken these things... It's got to be someone taking them. It's seriously into shiny things, Diggory said, scratching the back of his neck, as they sat outside the village shop. Dora came out with ice lollies for everyone. They felt they deserved them. It really is just like a magpie, stealing shiny things, but why? To sell them, Douglas said, frowning. It just does seem strange. But if more things have gone missing, the thief is still around, Diggory said decidedly. So all is not lost. And no one has seen any strangers around apart from the people at the campsite. And we asked them 
And they couldn't have hidden all this stuff in a caravan, Dora chimed in. And anyway, they were all really nice. The others nodded. So it must be here somewhere, Diggory said, frustrated. After their ice lollies, they spent a bit more time looking for clues, but nothing was apparent. So they walked out of the village and towards the woods, following a map Dad had sketched out for them on a piece of paper. Once the houses were gone, the woods were lovely. The sunlight dappled through the trees, and the ground was covered in pretty little green plants. There were lots of trees that looked brilliantly climbable, and Dora kept running away from the boys to hide. Most of the time they could see her anyway, but they pretended not to. She ran away again and went to hide beneath a, beneath a wide, gnarled tree. But when she bent down, she gasped. The boys looked at each other, then ran, thinking she'd hurt herself. But instead, she was bent over a rather fancy silver teapot. Doug and Dig stared as she held it up, glinting in the light that was coming through the trees. What on earth is it doing there? Douglas said baffled. Dig shrugged. At least we found one thing. We can give it back later. Let's go and find Dad. But a few moments later, as they trekked through the woods, Diggory gasped himself and ran over to a tree to pick up a very fancy-looking shiny book. From then on, their eyes were wide open, scanning the ground around them, and Douglas found a hockey cup. Then there was nothing else, and trying to work out what was going on, they walked towards Dad. Why on earth would you bother stealing something and then just dump it, Diggory said. And then do it again and again, Douglas added. We've not found the paint box yet, Dora said lightly. And then they emerged through the trees to see Dad sat on a boulder, sketching a beautiful waterfall that was bursting out in front of them. It was gorgeous. They gasped, dropped the items and clambered around in the stream, getting totally wet until it was time for the picnic. The food, just sandwiches and apples and crisps, somehow tasted a thousand times better than usual. Some combination of water, of sunshine, of mysteries. They told Dad what had been going on and he frowned. I just can't lose that paint box. So after lunch, they left Dad again and started to make a more organised exploration of the woods, spreading out so they could still hear each other shout and searching the ground around them. They kept looking, poking beneath the undergrowth, peering beneath roots, looking up trees, but they found nothing. Diggory found himself thinking about how nice it would be to be swimming in the pool under the waterfall again. Douglas thought about how happy everyone would be to get their things back. Dora was just thinking about how big a magpie would have to be to steal all of these shiny things when she suddenly saw something. And then a hand grabbed her from behind. She screamed and the hand was clamped down on her mouth. The boys heard the scream. They would know it was Dora anywhere, anytime, any place. And so they both started running through the woods to where it had come from. They both entered a small clearing at the same time where there was a den built of big twigs. Dora 
was tied to a tree with a handkerchief tied around her mouth and the mean kids of the village were there. Dig and Dag ran together quickly and stood lightly on their toes as though they were ready for a fight. Untie Dora now, Diggory said seriously. And the leader of the kids gave a big sigh. Why did you all have to come and ruin everything? Honestly, it's always the boring, annoying, good kids like you pretending to be detectives. Seems you're not pretending to be criminals, though, Diggory retorted, pointing to the den where he could see some things reflecting in the light. Why are you stealing everyone's stuff? Douglas looked at Dora and saw she was shifting her head as much as she could to the left. He looked, and there was Dad's paint box sitting on the floor. He darted forwards to get hold of it, but the big boy moved first and picked up the box, raising it high above his head. You want this, do you? The Dashways looked at it helplessly. We do, Douglas said finally. It wasn't as though they could lie. You can't have it said the boy. I think I might smash it. Don't, Douglas said, grabbing Dig's arm. The older boy was trying to run forward again. I think we can work something out, right? We want the box back. Everyone wants their stuff back. And you probably don't want to go to prison. We don't. One of the other kids came forward into the clearing, looking really worried and talking to the big kid. Come on, Danny, it was meant to be a game. That's how it started. We've got to give everything back. Danny sighed and lowered the box, looking fiercely at Douglas and Diggory. Fine, you've got to help us, though, and not tell on us. OK, Diggory said, not promising. Well. A little while ago, we were sleeping in a tent in the woods and we heard some voices. They were talking about trying to steal something, which was apparently really valuable and rare. But all we could hear about it was that it was about as big as a shoebox, or was in a shoebox, and it was shiny. So we started trying to find it, to see if we could make some money. The other kid in the middle piped up. Danny has been taking everything to an antique shop to see if it's worth anything, but it was all junk. You do realise that's still stealing, Diggory said, as Douglas walked over to Dora, hands up in the air. He began to untie her and no one stopped him. It was meant to be a game, Danny said, but I guess it kind of went wrong. He hung his head. Dora was free and wriggled her mouth around experimentally. Everything seemed to be in order. I think you need to apologise, she said firmly. You can say it was a game and you were sorry. And even if these things weren't worth lots of money, people were still very sad. That's the deal, Diggory said quickly. You have to apologise or we'll tell the police... I think people will probably forgive you if you return everything yourselves. The kids agreed, and so all of them picked up the items they had stolen and walked heavily to the village, where Danny went into the shop with the first thing. He came back out with a red face and a big bag full of chocolate bars. 
we can give people these too to say sorry. And so they did. It took a while and people were confused, cross and angry, but mostly relieved to get their things back. At the end, the kids stood again in the middle of the village, the dashways facing the others. I guess you're pretty good detectives after all, Danny said, after a moment's silence. Thanks, Diggory said. Do you want to come to the waterfall with us tomorrow? One of the other kids said, all in a rush. We can show you the secret cave behind it. And suddenly... They were all kind of friends, and when they had planned the next day, the Dashways went back to their caravan, tired but happy. There was one item they hadn't yet returned. Dad was delighted when he saw his paint box. He laughed and smiled and then led them all on a silly dance all over the caravan, which made it bounce up and down. The Dashways were extraordinarily glad they had formed a detective agency, and even more glad that they had been able to help their very own dad. The end. Thanks for listening. What is your most precious thing? Is it shiny? We'll see you next week for a brand new episode, and don't forget all our other series too. Why not go on an adventure with Princess Isabel? or travel to the past with George in the Night Castle.